Hi, everybody. This is Yeehaw Bob Jackson from Port Orleans Riverside at Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida. And you're listening to the Stories of the Magic. Welcome to Stories of the Magic, an unofficial Disney podcast with your host, Randy Crane. Hear stories from Disney cast members, Imagineers, artists, and more right here on Stories of the Magic. And now, here's your host, Randy Crane. Welcome to Episode 17 of Stories of the Magic. I'm Randy, your host. Thank you for joining me. Before we return to our guests, I'm pleased to tell you that this week's episode is brought to you by Leaving Conformity Coaching, my life and personal development coaching business. If your life is out of balance or you feel like you're missing out on your purpose, visit leavingconformitycoaching.com stories and let me help you discover and connect to your God-given purpose and value to build your life to achieve true success and meaning and to positively impact your world. This week, we have part two of my interview with Lynn Barron and Laura Gannon, both of whom worked in custodial at Disneyland and who now co-host the Sweep Spot podcast. We pick up where we left off last week, with both Lynn and Laura sharing not a single specific story, but two types of situations that they felt allowed them to make magic for guests, why they started podcasting about Disneyland, thoughts on favorite episodes and things they'd still like to do or redo. They tell me what they'd most like to do for Disney and offer up some tips to you as theme park guests to make your visits more enjoyable. And as always, they share with us what inspires them and their advice to you when it comes to following your dreams. Now, a brief word from a fellow podcaster and friend, and then it's time to turn the page and continue this story. My name is Al. And I'm Joyce. And we're, we're huge, huge Disneyland, Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth to share that passion with others. That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, we share current resort news, some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little-known and often-overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And if that wasn't enough, we even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast at www. Talescast.com and in iTunes. And remember, make, make it, it a Mickey, Mickey day. day. And now, this week's interview on Stories of the Magic. With all of the time that you guys had working there, do you have any favorite stories of something that you were able to do that made magic for a guest, or, or even something that a guest did that made magic for you? I was thinking about this because I kind of knew you might ask this, but I was thinking that there's not really one particular story, but um, the one thing that I enjoyed doing that I think was special for creating magic for a guest was when they had a lost child. Um, mm. I I saw how frantic 
you know, a mother or father, uh, usually the mother, but <laughs> would be <Yeah>. so <laughs> frantic, you know, just, I lost my child, you know, just totally. And I can understand that now that I have a, a son, but I'm usually calm when other people are crazy. Yeah, I would enjoy that <laughs> the most because I think that I can calm them down. Say, okay, we've never lost a child yet. We're going to find them. There's so many ways of communications and, and everything. What, you know, what, what did he or she look like? That just kind of just running through. And in the meantime, you know, they're like looking around. Where, where, you got to find them. Yeah, okay. But, you know, just kind of try to calm them. And then, and eventually we'd always find them. I mean, Disneyland, I, mm-hmm. I don't think, has ever permanently lost a child. And, <laughs> so. I'm sure you're right. Or the kid. Actually, another yeah. part of that was if the child was the one that would find you and come running up crying and that was an you know and part of an, the other side of it you know and i tried okay you know and look i work here and i'd get down on my knees and squat down and say look and show my name tag mickey mouse you know i work here i'll help you and you know as we're looking around for their parents i you know ask them questions you know, oh what rides did you go on today because usually i could spot the parents you know because they're looking around frantically you know <laughs> uh-huh so yeah. I try to just get his mind or, or her mind off of, you know, the fact that they're lost. And yeah. I think I only had to t- really take one child to the actual lost children area. So, oh, yeah. you know, to that office, I think mm-hmm. I think I've only had to do it once because usually the parents are right there. You know, right. <laughs> and they're just as frantic. But, yeah, I think I've only had to do it once. It's just the kid just got so lost so quick. It's like they got up in a in a bottleneck and just got lost kind of in the shuffle mm-hmm. um and ended up far from their parents but yeah probably the safest place to be lost if you're uh, gonna get lost anywhere <laughs> yeah really it is if i it's it's terrible as it would be to lose my child somewhere i'd rather it be at disneyland <laughs> yeah <laughs> right <laughs> I I could see that. I think, let's see, magic that I made for a guest or magic that a guest made for me. I think as a custodian, you get lots of opportunities to make magic for guests. And I will just say, I think the, the best time that I had made magic for people was when they started rolling out the guest comp. What did they call it? Do you remember, Lynn, where we had I, sheets and we... Yeah, get- it was like a little ticket book and it had yeah. different things. I can't remember the name either. It was... So if they had a, it, it, a spilled, you know, ketchup all over their shirt or something, yeah. you could get a comp uh, new shirt or something out of a store for them or something. Yeah. Yeah, they, they were just little tickets that or little vouchers where you could get them things if, you know, like if a kid's toy broke or whatever you could take it in there but one one day it was just a very hot day everybody is in the bathroom that's next to alice in wonderland ride mm-hmm. and that bathroom just gets so stuffy and humid and people are just standing in line waiting to get in the bathroom and it's just a hot nasty day and this lady goes in the bathroom and all of a sudden there is water all over the floor and I don't mean like just a little puddle. I mean like there is water pouring on the floor continuously. <laughs> this lady Ooh. had sat down on a toilet seat. And I mean she was she was a small woman. And the toilet seat fell off. Oh. It just 
got her soaked from like head to toe. The poor woman, you know. Mm-hmm. But I was able to go to Disney Clothiers, get her a full outfit with underwear, the whole nine yards, and she was able to continue her day. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And to me, that was just awesome to be able to do that for somebody, you know, because, you know, if you had been soaked from head to toe, you would have loved to have somebody do that for you, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, to me, making magic for people was being able to do things for people that I would like to have done for me if I was in their situation. So that's always kind of how I thought about making magic for a guest. And then for me, I think there are times where guests do the funniest things, and that makes all the magic in the world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, for you. But I think definitely when you get thanked, too, that's definitely magical. I don't think I've ever gotten thanked so much in a job before. <laughs> Yeah. But and you know I'm really pleasantly surprised to hear how often people did thank you. Mm-hmm. It always seemed to me like you guys were kind of the people that were the most overlooked in the park and I, I always wondered, you know, and I've tried to do it periodically and I don't even do it as much as I should or as I would want to, but I would always wonder, you know, I wonder if they really feel appreciated for what they do. Oh yeah, I, I don't yeah. think it's a question of feeling appreciated. <laughs> No, I think it's more like it's just a sense of pride of of keeping everything looking good, you know, mm-hmm. for at least for when I worked there. I, I didn't even really care if I was appreciated for it. But, you know, being appreciated for it was definitely a bonus. <laughs> you <know>? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like you were saying, Lynn, the pride of being part of that tradition. Yeah, that you know, trace back to Walt. Yes. <laughs> you know, when he described how Disneyland would be different, there were a few different things he mentioned, but it seems like the one that came up most often was that it would be clean. Mm-hmm. That was one of the most important things to mm-hmm. him. Yeah, our uh, department is probably you know, like I said, probably just one of the really special departments because of what I said, but also because as far as the head management. There really wasn't very many people. I can't think of the first person. Um, I think it was Chuck. I can't think of his last name at the moment. He passed away maybe a year, year or two ago. But he was hired by Walt um, to be the head custodian there, like of of everything. And then Ray Sedeus, who just retired, mm-hmm. who was there when Laura and I were there, yeah, was right after him. So there was really only up to just. Months ago, there was only two head people from 1955 to now. So Wow. Uh, yeah, you don't hear that very often. And there was cast members in our department that were there. There's two or three I could think of right now that were there um, from 64, 63, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, several of those people had, you know, talked to Walt or at least seen him walking through the parks and had many stories. I still want to get... Um, a couple of those guys on our podcast to talk yeah. about those. But, um, yeah, we just, our department, I think, had people that had the longest stay of any department. Yeah, generally, once you went into custodial, you didn't leave. Like, it just, that was a, you know, you didn't want to go to another department. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because, you know, people going in to work at Disneyland all want to work in attractions, but yet, 
the lowest turnover is custodial. (laughs) (laughs) That is really surprising. Yeah, I mean, before they opened um, California Adventure, man, the line to be um, A status, which is um, 40-hour work week. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. You have the same shift every day. You can pick your land, pick your shift kind of thing. Um, you know, it, the line for that was, God, years. At least like <laughs> at least like 10 years. Yeah, or more. Yeah. You know? Wow. And then when California Adventure opened, the line for it was probably five years. <laughs> because um, <laughs> when it opened, I got immediately moved to B status, which is uh, 35 hours guaranteed. And you couldn't really pick your shift, but you could pick. Well, I guess you could pick your shift. You could pick morning or evening, but not necessarily the land. You weren't permanently in the land. So, you know, but but really, gosh, I was there for almost five years. If I would have hung on a couple more years, I probably could have gotten A status pretty quick. So, Mm -hmm. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was maybe five people away from A status when I left. I think I was like number five in the B status. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. When people think about long waiting lists for something at Disneyland, they think Club Thirty Three. Oh, yeah. They don't think A status for custodial. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> it sounds like they kind of rivaled each other. <laughs> yeah. But, um... That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So yeah, I mean other um you know, other areas I think vending was the highest turnover rate. The outdoor yeah. vending, like the yep. carts. The juice cart people. Gotcha. Probably right. because they get yelled at. They got yelled at for the prices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll ruin the magic for the day. <laughs> you have to have tough skin to work in vending carts. <laughs> Never really thought about that, but yeah, I suppose so. Now you know why they get free drinks. <laughs> right. <laughs> we used to complain, all those, the vending people and the foods people get free drinks and free sodas and stuff, and we don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. Message to the listeners, thank the custodial cast members, go out of your way to thank the outdoor vending cast members, <laughs> and be nice to them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good lesson for the day. Yeah. <laughs> then outdoor vending won't leave the plastic laying around because they had a bad day, and custodial won't have to clean up their plastic. <laughs> there you, you remember that list? Like, yeah, <laughs> I used to get so irritated when they left their carts messy, and we had to clean up the the ground around it. But it was probably because they had a really bad day. <laughs> you know? yeah, probably so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Any other stories that you want to mention before we continue on? Oh, I think we have a million stories. <laughs> <laughs> they just blend together after all the years. Oh yeah, word to horticulture: be careful where you <laughs> plant trees, because if they're in front of trash cans, they won't last long. <laughs> Especially if they're in the lines. Um, I I once worked with a guy who uh, really got irritated with horticulture whenever they planted a tree that blocked him from getting access to um, one of the trash cans in the attractions. Um, We called those bullets. And 
So if it blocked his access to a bullet and he couldn't get to it quickly, he would take the cleaner and he feed uh-huh. the tree the cleaner until it died. <laughs> Well, that's one way to handle it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think there were custodians who used to do that. But yeah, so they could never figure out why that tree couldn't keep. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, we had funny, we have funny stories about stuff like that, and yeah, we'd have a good time. I know. <laughs> had so much fun there good and in fact that kind of leads nicely onward because like when i interviewed nate parish a few weeks ago and i said that a lot seems like a lot of people who work for disney it just kind of gets in your blood Mm -hmm. and you can't really leave it behind and you usually don't want to but some people take it that step farther Mm -hmm. you know in his case he and his brother created the wedway radio podcast and you guys have also done this you know you're some of those people that you didn't just leave it at working for disney for a while so you actually got into disney podcasting with the sweep Mm -hmm. spot and i know you know i've as a listener of your show that you spend a lot of time going into the stories and things and you know some of the funny things that happened and, and all that from your time there so what was it that got you started into doing the sweep spot i'll just go because I yeah, you go. <laughs> I started it. But, you know, I quit in 2007. And I moved to St. George, Utah. I probably would have stayed at Disneyland if we had stayed living there. Um, but we wanted to make a change in in our life and other reasons. So we, we moved to Utah and I quit working there and kind of felt cut off from everything. And, um, used to visit the parks and then finally there was this separation of I'm not working there anymore I'm 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 a guest now and that started to become more of a reality and I after taking a break from Disney sounds funny take a break from <laughs> but you do kind of get <laughs> a little bit burnt out because everything around you is just you know Mickey Mouse and Disney and just you I had a little break of about year and a half, two years, where I didn't really go there or do much with Disney. I have a big book collection. I didn't really read any of them or anything. And then I took a recent trip uh, to Disneyland with my son for the first time, my wife, and got to see Disneyland in a whole new perspective. And it was like, wow, you know, this is Disneyland. And that love of, of everything came back. So when I got home, I was looking on iTunes, didn't know much about what a podcast was. I knew there were shows that were produced, you know, mainly by, you know, amateurs and things, people that may be at home and um, just typed in Disney and, whoa, like, look at all these podcasts. And Wedway Radio was one of the first ones that came up and I started listening to them and I thought, wow, I like this, you know, and especially the shows that they talked about Disneyland and I contacted Nate and um, of Woodway Radio, and we kind of typed back and forth a few things, you know, emailed, and um, he asked me if I wanted to write a blog for their uh, website. And I said, sure, you know, I'd, oh, I'd, cool. I'd love to. And my my blog on there is um, Thunder Alley, 
and I haven't written one for several months now. I've been so busy with our <laughs> podcast, but um, yeah, <laughs> I I was doing both for a while, and but I, I really enjoyed it. And I what what I was doing is I was telling stories about working at Disneyland. Um, I'd pick a subject, you know, like doing restrooms or you know, whatever, and I'd just write about that. And I thought, or you know, listening to podcasts, I thought I could do this. You know, I could give it a try and thought I'd like to do that and I thought I need a something different because a lot uh, there's a lot of men in podcasting mm. and and I, I thought <laughs> yeah I want to have a both point of views in our podcast and I thought I need a, a woman's point of view so I started looking through Facebook at all my you know friends that I used to work with at Disney and and I came across Laura and and asked her to do it and we just kind of didn't really know where to start. I said, I want to do history because history is one of my things that I like the most. But I want to I want to incorporate our stories mm-hmm. and secrets and things that we learned by working there. And I think that that would set us apart from other podcasts. And I think people might enjoy hearing those things. Um, and then using the history part to tell those stories because otherwise, I mean, we could sit every week and just tell stories, (laughs) (laughs) just sit around and talk, but we'd need, it kind of keeps the structure. This week we're going to talk about Space Mountain and, oh yeah, when I was working Space Mountain, you know, this and that. Um, But I knew that if we only talked about attractions that were there when we worked there, we would be done like really fast. So (laughs) I thought, why don't I try to hit everything that, was in Disneyland during its history. So that's why we'll do Mission to Mars. We'll talk we we weren't working there when when that was open, but you know, we could still relay even then growing up in Southern California, we could talk about, yeah, when I was a child we went there, you know, and add yeah. that in too. So That was one of my favorite rides. Right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was basically it and I think we're going to be recording what episode 71 this week. Yeah. And then um, I'll tell you a little bit how I got into podcasting with Lynn. I got into the podcasts and was really, I've been listening for to podcasts for years before Lynn had said, hey, want to do this podcast with me? Um, so, and I had always wanted to do one because I listened to so many of them, but I didn't know what the heck I'd do a podcast about. I had been blogging for 10 years at that point. Really? Wow. Yeah. Um, I had a pretty extensive blog. It's no longer available. I am actually going to relaunch it before the end of the year. But um, I had been blogging for quite some time, and it was mostly just about my life, you know. And I'm like, well, I don't really want to have a podcast about my life, (laughs) you know. Right. (laughs) And I thought, well, it'd be fun if I did like a podcast with my husband, but then he wasn't really interested in it. You know, and then it was like, well, what would we really talk about? I mean, I guess we could razz each other on a podcast, but I'm sure my my mom and our family gets tired of us bickering. So, (laughs) 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 and then so when Lynn said, hey, want to do the podcast with me? I was like, oh, you know what? I've wanted to try my hand at podcasting, but I just couldn't figure out what I should do it on. And it's kind of funny because. Um, when he said, you know, Disneyland podcast, I mean, hello, that's like a no brainer. Because <laughs> I, everybody who, if you know me well enough, you know that I worked at Disneyland. You know, if you've even had like three conversations with me, you know, I worked there at one point. 
because it just comes up in conversation so much. It's like everything can go back to there. And I even had a coworker um, at my last job who said, you know, you need to write these down. Um, or, you know, I need to invite you out to lunch with my daughter so she can hear all your Disney stories. <laughs> you know, so it's kind of like a no-brainer to do a podcast about Disney um, uh, just on that. I, I don't know why I had never thought of it before. But, yeah, when Lynn said, hey, want to do a podcast with me about Disneyland? I was like, yeah, I'm so there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think we quickly found out it's not as easy <laughs> As it seems, you know, oh, it's just record on, you know, what, Thursday or Friday night and we'll put the show out. It's, as you know, it's not, not real easy, but I think that we get a, enough satisfaction out of it that it's, that it's worth the work. Right. It's a lot more work than people think mm-hmm. it is. But especially if you're talking about something that you really love and it's something you really want to share with people, it's worth the effort. Oh, yeah, for sure. So do you guys have any favorite episodes of The Sweep Spot? You don't have to say the one I was on. <laughs> that was it? No. <laughs> Probably some of the guests that we've had. I mean, we've been really lucky. We're still, I consider us still a small podcast, but we were lucky to have, you know, Ra- Raleigh Crump on our show. Um, I think that was probably one of my favorites. Yeah, I think for me, it's either Raleigh Crump or um, or the last interview that we did with um, Bob Gurr. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was excellent. Yeah, I think one of those, or even Garner Holt. I mean, I love to talk to the Imagineers. So. <laughs> yeah. Sure. You know, yeah. So that that really brings it out for me. And then, oh, Mark Silverman, he was awesome. I think I laughed more than I laughed in a long time. I think I pretty much giggled through that entire podcast. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it was so amusing. Um. But yeah, I don't know if I even have a favorite. And then Ken, too. I'm always giggling when Ken's on. <laughs> yeah. Gotta love that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know I've been reading his stuff on Laughing Place for a long time. Oh, so yeah. It's fun to be able to actually hear him, too. Yeah, it's fun to hear him. It's fun to do podcasts with him. But it's even more fun to work with him. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was a great guy to work with. It's hard for me to pick. I mean, I think just the experience of being able to do this podcast and talking to all the people that we have, I mean, it's a special opportunity, I think. Yeah. And a lot of the times I found that with these guests I was mentioning um, that I think we were lucky to have, uh, I found is a lot of them don't mind doing it. And it didn't really take a lot of effort except for just asking them. You know, I would just be honest up front and say, you know, we're a small podcast, but we really enjoy what we do, and we appreciate what you've done, you know, if he is Imagineer or whatever, and we just want to share that with other people and document, because, you know, these people aren't going to be around no. <laughs> forever, and future generations, it's going to be rare to, to talk to someone that, that worked with Walt. Um, if we could capture these interviews... Um, and all these stories um, through a podcast or a book or or whatever, um, I think it's important. Yeah. Absolutely. So what have you not talked about yet that you really want to cover? Like the thing that you most are looking forward to covering in an episode? I think the two attractions that Laura and I enjoy the most we're kind of waiting because yeah. I think they're going to take the biggest amount of work is um, Pirates of the Caribbean and Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Where, and it's like it's like those those two attractions that you don't want to mess up either. <laughs> you know? Right. So it's like like Lynn said, it's like you want you want it to be kind of perfect, you know? Yeah. So. Those two are gonna be two or three parts and they'll have to be. Yeah. <laughs> There's just too much information <laughs> not to be. Oh yeah. Books have been written about both of them. Oh, yeah. There's so much there. Yeah, I, I mean, even our stories. Like, we have so many experiences in those rides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, gosh. I've got stories from the mundane to the downright ridiculous <laughs> about Pirates of the Caribbean. And uh, the Haunted Mansion, I've got, same thing, mundane to ridiculous to... Downright Unappro- scary and inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, Haunted Mansion just runs the gamut <laughs> of stories there. There's too many to tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine. And I look forward to hearing those episodes whenever they do come yeah. out. <laughs> There's just so many stories in those two, even just, just from working there, you know, not even the history. <laughs> Right. And I love that because you guys did work there that you can talk about the history or the details or whatever and also bring in your stories. It's like you said, you know, mm-hmm. that is one of the things that makes your podcast unique. You know, we all have our own little niche yeah. and that's you know a good part of what makes up yours. And it's a valuable mm-hmm. one. For sure. Um, is there anything that you've already done that you'd like to go back to and talk about again indiana jones yeah that's what i was gonna say (laughs) that was our first show and you know it's always your first show you're you're you know still not real sure on what you're doing and we're testing different things and i think we could do that show probably better now and i i think we will go back to it eventually that and custodial 101 yeah that was our first show that we didn't we didn't release Oh, that's right. Yeah, because we start with episode two. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So you went the Wedway Radio course of action. <laughs> right. You, you have the unreleased ones that, that you, and then you kept numbering when you started releasing and People were like, well, where's this other one that I, I can't find in the feed? Yeah. I don't know if it ever <laughs> will be released. <laughs> well, if we, if we ever do, um, do a redo of Custodial 101, then we could just number at one then <laughs> right <laughs> and then people will think oh there it is <laughs> and they'll say man their sound was so great on that first episode what happened after that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it started great and then it dropped off and then it picked back yeah. up it's the weirdest thing. <laughs> yeah because that was before we had the nicer mics <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it makes a big difference. Yeah, it yeah, does. Yeah. You you guys have your you know your podcast and you've got all your stories and you've got all your time from working there at the parks and everything. But if you could have any job working for the Walt Disney Company, any department anywhere in the world, what would it be and why? I'd say in the entertainment, you know, because I said I, I do play drums, I think Playing in in a group there would be great, you know, like in New Orleans, playing with the jazz band or something like that. That's okay. what I would want to do. Yeah, just because I'm a I'm an engineer, I'd have to say Imagineering, but I'd like to work on like the newer parks, like China. 
Oh yeah, like yeah. Shanghai Disneyland. They're working. Yeah. Okay. I would love to work that project and um, be a part of creating magic for the first time somewhere. But I think besides that, I'd probably love to do it for Disneyland because that's where I was homegrown. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, why not? <laughs> Yeah, I think for me, Imagineering would be just a labor of love. Yeah, I actually would have guessed that that would be your yeah. answer. Yeah, I mean, I, I just so. very much into how things work <laughs> and how to make things work. And uh, I think I've spent my career being a really good problem solver. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and being a troubleshooter. I can make anything work. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think I'm going to stick that on the top of my resume from now on. I can make anything work. <laughs> it's eye-catching and memorable. It, you know, it just might work. <laughs> and it's just so <laughs> informal that it might actually work. <laughs> well, And I'll tell you, as someone who would love to work in Imagineering, be listening. I think it's probably going to be in December. I'm going to have at least three podcasts with uh, some friends of mine who are former Imagineers. Oh, nice. Nice. In fact, one of them actually, uh, his name is on the award. I think it was the Thea Award for Soaring Over California. Wow. Yeah, he's going to be on. Uh, a couple others are too. So I think you guys will enjoy oh, yeah. that one. Good. Yeah. I know I will. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> now, again, as former cast members, but then having gone back since as guests, do you have any tips that you'd want to share uh, with our listeners here? Uh, you know, Maybe something that they may not know that could make their visit a little bit better. Um, hmm. Yeah. Don't stand in line for character uh, signatures. It's a waste of time. Okay. Instead, go have a very nice meal that has character signing. Your oh, kids yeah. get the character signatures. In California Adventure, there's Ariel's Grotto. Um, and... Uh, you know, all the princesses are there. So your girls get all the signatures. You get a nice <laughs> meal and it's relaxing, you know, uh, and mm-hmm. the food is great. Uh, Plaza Inn, you get all the classic Disney characters for, for breakfast. If you're going to be there for a few days, do breakfast one day at Plaza Inn, do lunch at Ariel's Grotto, dinner in the hotel that has character signing. <laughs> You know, uh-huh. I think it's worth, uh, to me, um, time is money. And if right. you can save time and put your time to enjoying the park rather than standing in line for character signatures, and instead you can spend a little more money for meals and get it done, I think it's totally worth it. Yeah. Uh, it's Makes a great. Sense. It's also a great atmosphere. I never would have thought of having a character meal. But I did it once with my cousin and I saw how much she enjoyed it and my daughter enjoyed it and how much me and my mom enjoyed it <laughs> because the food was great and we didn't have to worry about the kids yelling about somebody cutting in line you know, <laughs> or not getting enough time right. with the princess, you know. So, yeah, it was just oh, totally worth it. I think just getting there... Right when the park opens, you know, is key to um, getting on some of the attractions that, you know, you can expect to have long, long lines. Um, I would say if if you wanted to run over to, say, Space Mountain um, first, I would get a fast pass and go on it at the same time. 
because then you can return later and go on it a second time and not have to wait very long. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing is just come with patience <laughs> yeah. because, um, you know, I think a lot of people have expectations of their vacations. And um, if you just come with a lot of patience and just the mind frame that you're going to have a good time, no matter what, um, that's the way I would try to think of it because Disneyland doesn't really have an off season anymore. I, I realized that over the past few years now that with, you know, year round schools and different schedules and different vacations at different times that there's really no off season. There's, you know, times where there's a lot of locals and, and then it trades off. Don't go at Christmas time that uh, for the two weeks before Christmas and around that time, that would be my, <laughs> don't even try. <laughs> yeah. My mm-hmm. my suggestion is uh no don't go during Thanksgiving. Don't do it. Don't do it. You wanna have Thanksgiving dinner with your family. <laughs> Everybody's there on Thanksgiving because they all think no one's gonna be at Disneyland on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Everyone's You're there. Right. It's like one of the busiest days. Yeah. Oh, and then another thing, if you're not an early riser, like I'm not an early riser, there's no way I'm gonna get there at rope drop. Just every time I tried, it just doesn't happen. Um, <laughs> I think I've made it once <laughs> in my entire life. But, you know, if you get there, work clockwise. Don't work counterclockwise when you get there. So, so start, start with, with Adventureland, Adventureland and, and work your way around. And um, hit the east side of the park when Fantasmic is going on. So you can you can plan your trip around, you know, certain days you go and you see shows. And then the days that you don't see the shows... You can hit the rides when people are at the shows. So, yeah, per- parades and shows, yeah. yeah. So, like, so right. like, if there's a parade going by, that's a perfect time to be on the east side of the park and get things done <laughs> over there because everybody's trapped there. Right. <laughs> so they're at the parade or they're on the ride. You can't go anywhere anyways. There's only so many rides you can ride <laughs> while that's going on. So, you know. Right. You can make the most of your time that way. And then, like, even when Fantasmic is going on, you could be going on Haunted Mansion. You can walk on Pirates of the Caribbean. You can walk on Splash Mountain. You know, all of those are pretty much, you just walk on the rides at that point. And, I mean, mm-hmm. you can get around the crowds using the train. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, instead of having to go through the bottleneck. Oh, and you have to see the Tiki Room. Oh yeah, <laughs> you have to. Even if it's just like, oh, only babies like it. No, you have to do the tiki room. Everybody loves the tiki room. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't discover the tiki room again until I had a a, a little girl. <laughs> you know, now we hit the tiki room every time, and you know, it's very special. <laughs> she actually asked me to sing um, the birdie song. That's all. Being like the birdie sing. Uh-huh. One of my favorites. <laughs> like 20 times for her today. <laughs> it was the first attraction with animatronics in it. So mm-hmm. it's a classic. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay, those are really good. Thank mm-hmm. you. With doing the podcast and getting to talk a lot you know, on your own podcast and just being with people, you, know, you get to talk about Disney and about the time you spent there and everything. Is there anything that you never get asked that you wish people would ask you? No, I think you hit them all. <laughs> we never really get to tell 
just our story. I mean, we, we kind of do on the podcast, but not fully. But I think tonight, talking with you, I think we were able to do that. You know, I, I've never been asked how the honey bucket really smells. Okay. <laughs> no, you don't want to know. <laughs> Is that something you'd like to share, or we don't really want to really know? You really don't want to know. It's it's really bad. Now you have to say what the at yeah. least what the honey bucket <laughs> I <don't> is. <laughs> I always mention the honey bucket in our show. <laughs> uh-huh. um, the honey bucket is the special silver trash can that all the horse manure goes in after we clean it up. <laughs> There's a dedicated trash can for that. Um, and uh, if you were on my crew and I didn't like you, you you're the honey bucket dumper. <laughs> <laughs> and it's called the honey bucket because even though it smells really bad, it does have a sweet smell to it. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I never would have guessed that. <laughs> and I will take yeah. your word. Yeah. <laughs> the flies are attracted to the sweet smell. <laughs> like bees nice. to honey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Now, the question that I know that you know is coming because you turned it on me when I was on your show. (laughs) (laughs) What inspires you? Hmm. Do you want to go first, Lynn? Sure. You know, I thought about this because I knew that you would ask us. (laughs) (laughs) I would say for me, it's kind of, you know, personal things like probably, you know, my faith with Jesus uh, is, you know, inspires me. A good book inspires me music for sure is an inspiration to me but then also you know people that follow with you know their dreams and things that's inspiring to me which is like like wedway radio you know they it was probably the one podcast that inspired me to to do our podcast so i would say seeing what other people do is inspiring to me Okay, good. Yeah, good. I think what inspires me is people, which is kind of a surprising answer for me because uh, <laughs> if you were just to meet me, you wouldn't think I was necessarily social if I messed you for the first time in person. I kind of have trouble with that. But yeah, I think people inspire me, what they're just able to do. You know, it really kind of shows you what you can do when you put your mind to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Whenever I think something is difficult, um, I think of something that someone else has accomplished that was far more difficult than the task at hand, <laughs> you know, and that kind of inspires me to just get through it and accomplish what I want to accomplish. So yeah, people, and I'd have to agree with Lynn, music really inspires me. Yeah. And it, it can be the difference between a good day and a bad day. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it can be the music. It totally inspires me all the time. Um, yeah. Sometimes it just gives you a really good idea, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> that you need just by having that around. Those are some really good answers. Thank mm-hmm. you. Now, one more question before we get to the shameless plug time. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and I know that's what you've been waiting oh, for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of people listening have their own dreams. So sometimes it's to work for Disney. Sometimes it's something entirely different. Maybe it's to have their own podcast about something, you know, maybe something else. But they're afraid or maybe they've forgotten that they even have a dream like that. But, you know, you guys got to work for Disney, both of you. You know, Lynn, you got to do it twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, you have this podcast and everything. So what advice do you have for that person listening that's in that spot right now? 
Mm. Kind of what I what I was saying about you know with the podcast. <laughs> if we could do it, anyone can. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We, I mean, I don't think I'm a very good speaker, but I think I have You've what what a I <laughs> well. <laughs> I think what I do have to say is something that people would want to listen to. And I think you'd be surprised, you know, how many people are out there, you know, want to hear certain things, even if it's not about Disney. Um, yeah. Even if it's about, you know, sewing, you know, you could do a sewing podcast. <laughs> you know, if that's mm-hmm. your passion, even if you don't think you can do it, I would say try it. And then don't give up right away because – you know, even with our first, you know, I, I'm not real happy with our first, you know, even 50 shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm i just starting to feel a little more comfortable now. Okay. Yeah, you, you have to go out of your comfort zone. And I think that's what my, my advice would be. You got to push yourself to be, to go outside your comfort zone, even though it's comfortable and you want to stay there. I don't think you get to accomplish your dreams without pushing yourself to go out of that. Every time you push yourself out of your comfort zone, you learn something about yourself that can help you accomplish your dreams later. And um, my other advice along those lines is do what you love. If you don't love what you do, it's going to be a very miserable life. <laughs> you know, but I mean, if it's a podcast, if you want to work for Disney, make it happen. You know, I mean, there there are harder things to do. <laughs> Right. It's all about perspective. Um, Mm -hmm. You just have to buckle down, find out how other people did it and work forward for that. Especially if you think you've forgotten that you even had a dream once. I mean, I know there's people who are in that place and I I can't say that I haven't been there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I I think number one, think about what you love to do. Think about what makes you happy and puts a spark in your step. (laughs) You know, and I think when you feel like that more, you're on the right path. But yeah, you you never know what you can do unless you try. And sometimes, mm-hmm. like uh, especially during our podcast, we didn't know if we'd get the guests that we got. And man, <laughs> were we nervous and sweaty asking them. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but sometimes all it is is you know you just have to ask. You know, and you can get there. You just never know. You could be the next great Imagineer. <laughs> but if, That's but true. But if you don't try, you're never going to know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, just put your effort into what you love. And when you finally get there, don't forget about how you got there and who supported you. That's true. Because especially if you were to land that dream Imagineering job, just remember that everything in your life is a juggle. You're always juggling a ball. You know, it's always work, family, your health. All of those balls but work are glass. They break, (laughs) but work's rubber. Mm -hmm. It'll always bounce up. There'll always be something. (laughs) That's a quote from somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. That's a good word picture. But but yeah, you know, the, the one ball that's rubber is always work. You know, it'll always be there for you. So you got to take care to make sure to juggle the rest of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> not drop those. <laughs> okay, well, that's great advice from both of you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And now we're up to shameless plug time. <laughs> so 
go for it you know the your podcast and any other ways that you've got that you we want to tell people about to get in touch with you facebook twitter whatever yeah just you can search for us on itunes called the sweep spot i think yeah we're still on stitcher yeah we're on stitcher <laughs> yeah the website the sweep com. we have um usually every week we'll have some notes that Usually just pictures that have to do with, with the episode, things that we talked about. And then Tommy, who does our news every week, you know, I'll have his links to the things that he spoke about. And that's something else, that, you know, we forgot to mention was Tommy. Um, yeah. He's kind of a new addition to the podcast, but an important one because we don't really have like a local connection anymore with, with me in Utah and Laura's up north, northern California. Um we don't visit the parks regularly, and I wanted to get you know what's going on there now. And mm-hmm. then a lot of people had asked actually; they wanted to hear our opinions on some of the things that are coming or going, or you know, changes to the parks. And so this is a way for us to do that, also. Yes, exactly. Good. Yeah, Tommy brings it in and tells us what's going on, and then we can um, armchair quarterback. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, Twitter, don't tweet a whole lot. Um, I tried to do it a little more. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just Lynn Sweet Spot. And I'm AstroCause, A S T R O C O Z on Twitter, but I, I don't tweet very often. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's our weakness. We don't get online and do a lot of uh, communicating. Um, we have a Facebook page also. You can search for the Sweet Spot on Facebook. We need to get more things going on in there. There's not enough action, in my opinion. But. Yeah. No, I mean it. We'll get there. We're just we're trying to make sure the show's good first. So. Yeah. Sure. That yeah. and trying to work, uh, juggle work and family. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So. Yeah, I can relate to that. Yep. So. And I'll link to all of these in the show notes too, so people can go to the show notes for this episode and be able to click through to all those different places. Yes. Yeah. It's great. Thank you guys very much for your time. Thank you for doing the Sweep Spot podcast and the perspective that you bring there. And I, I appreciate you taking the time to do this tonight. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting us. I had a lot of a lot of fun doing this. Yeah, I did too. I, I had a lot of fun telling stories, and I hope they're different <laughs> from what we've already said. <laughs> I think they are. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever experienced uncontrollable bouts of geekdom? If so, the Anomaly podcast may be right for you. In clinical studies, Anomaly's interviews, convention reports, commentary on geek culture, games, sci-fi and fantasy television, literature, and film provided a feeling of fullness while promoting health for optimal geekiness. The Anomaly podcast is not suitable for all people. Only geekily active cool chicks with a healthy sense of humor should listen. Geekily active cool guys should listen, too. Anomaly has resulted in sudden fits of squee. Broad smiles may appear without warning and could become permanent. The most common side effects of Anomaly are unconsciously joining in the Gamma Quadrant golf clap, out loud, at work, to the amusement of co-workers, and attempting to interject opinions aloud to hosts who can't hear the listener. But in all cases, the benefits outweigh the risks. 
ask your anomaly if you're healthy enough for entertainment of this caliber. You don't need a doctor's messy handwriting to obtain a free subscription. Anomaly is available over-the-counter at Stitcher Radio and in the iTunes, Zune, and BlackBerry stores. You can also stream episodes of Anomaly and Anomaly Supplemental at AnomalyPodcast.com. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. Just one one-hour episode provides 24 hours of relief and never leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Music by JewelBeat.com That brings us to the end of this week's show. A very special thank you to Lynn Barron and Laura Gannon for being my guests, and to you for listening. As I did last week, rather than the usual request for stories, I'd like to see if we can do something just a little different. As you probably know, Thanksgiving is coming up here in the United States in just a few weeks. We do have several listeners from other countries, but most of you are from the U.S., and so am I, so that's what we're going with. With this holiday in mind, I'd like to have that Friday's show, November 23rd, as an all-gratitude show. No matter who you are, call or write in and express your gratitude and appreciation for anyone or anything Disney. I need lots of help on this, but I know there's enough of you listening that we can make it happen. If you've had a special experience with a cast member or a guest at a theme park, call or write in, tell us about it, and say thank you. If you've got a favorite character, call or write in and thank the people who brought that character to life. If you have a special place in your heart for a certain movie, animated or live action, call or write in and express your gratitude to the people involved. I'd love to have a full show of just Thanksgiving. Email me at podcast at storiesofthemagic.com or call the listener feedback line at 734-23-STORY. As always, you're welcome to remain anonymous if you wish to. But on the other hand, if you have your own blog or podcast, feel free to mention it when you call or write in. You have until November 20th to get those in to me. But if one came to mind already, and I'll bet it did for some of you, don't wait. And feel free to send in as many as you want. Subscribe to Stories of the Magic in iTunes, on the website, or through Stitcher Radio. If you already have the Stitcher app for your mobile device, you can add the show directly. If not, though, go to stitcher.com slash storiesofthemagic to download the app and have this show added automatically. If you like the show, please rate and review Stories of the Magic in iTunes. Those ratings help make the podcast more visible there, so it's easier for people to find. Leaving a rating and a review will only take a couple of minutes, and I'd be very grateful to you. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, visit storiesofthemagic.com and leave a comment on the show notes for this or any episode. While you're there, check out the show notes for useful links from each episode, too. Please like the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash storiesofthemagic. Follow the show on Twitter at twitter.com slash storiesofmagic and tweet out that you're listening. Pin it on Pinterest, plus one on Google+. Tell your friends about the show. Keep letting others know that you're listening so they can join in the magic. Finally, remember that this episode has been brought to you by Leaving Conformity Coaching. If you feel like you're just going through the motions, living in a fog with no clear idea of why you're here and what you're supposed to do, maybe even wasting your life, then it's time to take steps to change your life and be transformed. Live your life with purpose, clarity, direction, and meaning. 
To find out more about Leaving Conformity Coaching and how I can help you, access some free resources and read my blog, visit leavingconformitycoaching.com slash stories. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Stories of the Magic. There will be other days and other stories, but this tale is finished. You've been listening to Stories of the Magic with Randy Crane. If you have feedback, want to share a story of your own, or even be a guest on the show, write to Randy at podcast at storiesofthemagic.com or call our listener feedback line, 734-23-STORY. And don't forget to visit the website, storiesofthemagic.com for show notes from this and every episode and to leave your comments. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, live your dreams and make the magic in your world.